He wants to move you and I. He wants to move us from the replica to reconciliation. He's trying to move you from worshiping everything that doesn't represent him to become a minister of reconciliation. But what does that move look like? That move is difficult, but the path to righteousness is never smooth and wide, but narrow and rough. Guest Pastor Rodney Lara explains. I want you to know that John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, is not attempting to make us feel all Christmassy. Not, not, not to make you feel all good up inside. Actually, John 3, 16, 3 through 16 through 18 is actually commentary. It's a comment about what just happened in verses 1 through 15. See, verses 1 through 15 is a conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. It's just a, a good old down-home, down-to-earth conversation. Now, I don't know why he came to him at night, and that's not all important, but what is important is that he came. Are you with me this morning? And so before you go to sleep on me, this is what I want you to take away. Here it is. Here it is. You can write this down. God would give the perfect gift to people who've been left out. God would give the perfect gift to people who have been left out. Now, now, now how, did he, how did he do that? How, how did he do that? Well, well, first of all, God did it by orchestrating a detailed plan. Here's the plan. Here's the first, here's the first conversation point. Here it is. Through an open and authentic conversation with Nicodemus. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that during the Christmas season, you're going to have some real conversations with the folk who you're going to be with. See, here is the point of the conversation, that Jesus would talk to a person who represented the world. Stay with me. I know you don't believe me. Just stay with me. I want you to turn in your Bibles. I want you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 2. And I'm going to read for you verses 23 through 24. Just turn there. I want you to see it so you won't think I'm fooling you. John 2, 23 through 24. It reads like this. Because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, many began to trust in him. Watch it. But Jesus did not trust them because he knew 
all about people. See, Jesus knows who we are. Matter of fact, over there in Jeremiah, right around chapter 17, verses 9 and 10, it says that the heart is wicked. Who should know it? Jesus knows who we are. And so here, Jesus is sitting talking to a man. A man who cannot be trusted. A man who is sinful. Jesus is talking to a man. He's not only talking to a man, but he's talking to a Pharisee. That's what the text says. And we all know that these Pharisees, that they were the chief exponents of the ethical way of life. In other words, that they were the theological conservatives of their day. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Not only was he a man, was he a Pharisee, he was a, was talking to a scholar. These Pharisees, they knew the Torah. They knew it back and forth. Matter of fact, they recited it. All of the time, these Pharisees, they were students of the law. Not only was he a scholar, he was a politician. Oh, yes, he was. A member of the Jewish ruling class called the Sanhedrin court. This man, this Pharisee, this scholar, this politician was a representative of humanity. This man who he's having this conversation with, he is one. He's one who has failed in the spiritual things. He went to the temple. He knew the law. but he did not have a personal, life-transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. It's interesting, in it, that you could actually come to church. You could actually be up here preaching and not know the Lord. But that's what the text introduces to us this morning, is that this man was all of that but failed in spiritual things. So, so Jesus, Jesus initiates a spiritual conversation, not only with that man, but Jesus wants to initiate a spiritual conversation with those who have been left out of God's gift. God's gift, eternal life. Now, what's interesting is, is that Nicodemus represents everyone who does not know Jesus. 
not only was this plan that God orchestrated detail, but this detailed plan came with provisions and a solution. Here it is. Y'all with me? Here it is. Here's the first part. Here's the first, here's the first part of God's provision. Here's God's part. Y'all say that with me. God's part. God's part. All right, here it is, the sacrifice. Here it is. I want you to look at John 3, 13 through 14. John chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. Y'all with me? All right, let me read it for you. No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. That's God's part. That's God's part. I'm going to send my son. That's God's part. All right, here it is. My part. Say my part. See, 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 don't you know that God got a part and you got a part? See, what we have done, we've turned church into a consumer sport. We think we can come here and consume and leave. But I want you to know that God got a part and you got a part. Are you with me this morning? I know you don't believe me, so go ahead and turn on over to 3, chapter 3, verses 15 through 18. I know you don't believe me. My part, say that again, because I think some of us have forgot our part. Here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We read that. But look at the first part. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. I've got to believe. You with me? Now, I know some of y'all out there thinking, what do I have to believe? Paul makes it clear over in 2 Corinthians. He says, believe that the Lord, that God sent Jesus. Then he says, believe that he died according to the scriptures. And then it says that he arose again according to the scriptures. That's what you must believe in. Believe that God sent his son to save. Y'all say it with me. My part? God's part. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, so Nicodemus sitting over there, he comes to Jesus. And he says, now, I'm, I'm trying to figure out that uh, you're talking about 
how in Numbers 21, 1 and 9, that the snake was lifted up, and then you talk about yourself. I need you to kind of un- unpack that for me. What, what, what's that all about? And so Jesus, because Nicodemus is a man of the word, he takes him all the way back over to the Pentateuch. And he says, now, you know that, you, you know the Torah, right? Now, you remember when my father rescued the Hebrews. You remember that, right? And you remember how they asked God for a victory, right? And God gave it to them, right? And then they turned around and started talking against God. And then God, my father, Nick, I can call you Nick, right? (laughs) Sent some fiery serpents. And anyone who was bitten died. The people came to my father. They came to Moses, rather. They pleaded. And this is what God said. He said, now, Moses, what I want you to do is, is I want you to make a replica, make a snake, and put him on the pole and lift him up. And if they would just simply look up, they would live. But I want you to let you know that I'm a little bit different than the snake. Because when I'm lifted up, Nick, I'm going to draw all men to me. Now, 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 I know you remember what happened to them folks who looked up, right? You, you don't remember? They actually eventually died. They was all killed off before they went into the new land. But I want to let you know. Anyone who believes in me will live eternally. All they have to do is believe in me. And though they shall die, they shall live. Yeah. Hmm. God's detailed plan. It came with new supernatural instructions. We just talked about them. These supernatural instructions, they moved impatient, restless, and forgetful people from a quick fix to a permanent solution. See, 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 what happens with us is, is we, we forget. I know you don't believe me. Okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to test you. What did you get three Christmases ago? You can't remember, can you? 
we forget. And just like we forget about the material gift, gifts, because I know a lot of you get more than one, we forget about the gift. And that's why he had to send his son, because we get impatient. We get restless. We, we look for something to save us instead of looking to the gift who can save. And that's why in 2 Kings 18 and 4, that's why they made a replica. They made a golden serpent. And they started worshiping it instead of God. And that's why in 2 Kings, they had to come and tear down. And that's why he wants to move. He wants to move you and I. He wants to move Move us from the replica to reconciliation. He tried to move you from worshiping everything that, that, that doesn't represent him to coming to become a minister of reconciliation. That's what he's looking for. So Jesus is offering He's offering a permanent solution to an old problem. It's an old problem. You got it. I got it. I want to deny I have it, but I got it. Y'all say it with me. Because sometimes we don't don't, don't forgot this. We've taken this word out of the lexicon. Here it is. Here it is. Y'all say it with me. Y'all ready? Sin. Sin. One one more time. Sin. Sin. One more time. Sin. Sin. That's the old problem. And I want to do everything I can to make it smell good, look good, cover it up. But the reality is it's still sin. And the only thing that can cure sin is the blood. Yeah. And that's why if you don't know Jesus, today is a good day to know him. Because the reality of it is I'm restless, I'm impatient, we're complainers, let me say that again, we, we complainers, we look for quick fixes, we're forgetful, and I look for avenues that will bring me happiness but they only bring me temporary joy. I need him. I need to do my part. And so he works on this detailed plan to also cause mankind to wrestle with his 
or hers new birth. This, this, this choice, this choice to believe, this, this choice to have faith, and this, fa- this, 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 this choice to trust in Jesus. It's, it's what Nicodemus was wrestling with. And that's why he came to Jesus. Because he, he had seen the miracles. He, he had seen what he had done. And, and, and he knew what Jesus was doing no other man could do. Matter of fact, the text says, we know you are sent from God, plural, which means that he was having some discussions with some other folk. They was just scared to come with him. So they sent him. He came at night. He knocked on the door. He sat down. He said, now, 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 Rabbi, I know you, I know you are a teacher sent from God. And then Jesus flips the script on him. He says, I tell you the truth. And, and I want you to know this one thing, and this is what I love about Jesus, is that Jesus is going to tell you the truth. He's going to put the cards on the table. And so he says to Nicodemus over there in 3, 3 through 8, he says, unless a man is born again. Here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Can he inherit the kingdom of God? Nicodemus is right there looking at him, looking like Willis saying, what you talking about? How how can someone as old as I am enter back into his mother? I ain't talking about that. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that. Only humans can produce other humans. What I'm talking about is the spirit. I'm talking about being born again where the Holy Spirit penetrates your soul. I want to let you know, you, you know a lot about that Bible. Matter of fact, all them scriptures you've been reading, they point to me. And I just want you to know, you're a good man, but what you've been doing ain't going to get you in. I just want, I, I just want you to know, now I'm going to have a little coffee here. I, I, just, I just want you to know that good 
is not good enough. That's only good in horseshoes. What I'm talking about is, is giving your life to me. Because you doing all that stuff trying to get to the Father, and it ain't reaching the ceiling. But if you want to see the kingdom, I'm talking about his kingdom. I'm not talking about kingdom here on earth because some of us has tried to make the kingdom here. I'm not talking about the kingdom down here. I'm talking about the kingdom where you're going to be worshiping him forever. If you want that, Nick, you got to give your life to me. That's the only way. You can get in. That's the only way you can be born again. And it starts with your part. It starts with you believing. And just like Moses was the mediator for them folk over there when they raised up that snake, I am the new mediator. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. That's what I am. But I want to let you know there's a lot of us that's been left out. And I want to tell y'all there have been times when I've been felt left out. I can, I, I can remember being a little boy. And I wanted, Pastor Martin, I wanted the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. <laughs> but y'all watch it. Y'all watch this. The black G.I. Joe. With the life like hair and beard. I wanted it. But I didn't get it. I was devastated. And so, Sister Johnson, I was 40-something years old. And I went online. eBay. And I got the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, with the lifelike hair and beard. And, 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 and you know, I, I, I thought it was going to take away some of the, the wounds that I felt. I, I, I thought it would. I, th I thought it would help some of them. Christmas wounds I had. <laughs> but I want you to know it didn't. Matter of fact, my kids asked me, why was I playing with dolls? <laughs> I told them it wasn't a doll, it was an action figure.
but it still did not make me feel any less left out. I want you to know the only true joy you will find will be the joy through Jesus. And I want to let you know if you have found Jesus, you ought to be having some conversations about Jesus to other folk. You don't hear me. Because Jesus, in that text, gives us the blueprint for what all of us ought to be doing. And that is sitting down, having some conversations. Here it is, here it is, here it is, with people who've been left out, not your friends. They already know you. I'm talking about talking to the man at Target. I'm talking about talking to the man at Needless Markup. I'm talking about talking to the man at Dillard's. I'm, talk I'm talking about talking to your hairdresser. It's time to talk to some folk. I'm up in Target yesterday with my wife. My wife had to tell me, leave that man alone. <laughs> I'm talking to Lawrence. Lawrence probably had to be about 75 years old, on the door at Target. I asked one question. From that one question, I, I knew how many jobs Lawrence had, when he retired, and why he started working at Target. I'm telling y'all, people are ready. People want to hear. But what I want to know is what you going to do? You can't blame having a conversation on the pandemic because you're going everywhere else. You're going to the restaurant. You're going to the ball games. You're going to work. You're going to concerts. You're going to banquets. You're going to fraternity and sorority meetings. I'm about to wrap it up. Here it is. So let me give you some conversational tips that you can give someone the gift that keeps giving. And here it is. Here's the first one. Here it is. Here it is. Have an authentic conversation with them. Stop. Don't, 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 be, don't be fake jaking with all that Christian lingo. They, they, you, you speak in German to them. They don't know that. Don't talk in your holy voice. 
Here it is. Keep it plain. Keep it plain. And once the conversation moves on, you could probably even ask this question. Have you ever felt left out? And I guarantee you, if you just said that and close your mouth, you, you will be able to come back around and say this next question. Here it is. Do you know Jesus? Keep it plain. Have you ever felt left out like you've ever been left out before? Do you know Jesus? Did you ever get a gift that you thought was going to make you happy only to find out it didn't? I just shared G.I. Joe with you. Asking if you could share with them the, the best gift you've ever received. That ought to be easy. Wait, it's easy for me. Jesus, my wife, and my three babies. And then that gets the conversation rolling. But I want to let you know, Jesus made an offer to Nicodemus. But here's what we don't know. We don't know if Nicodemus ever accepted Jesus' offer. But I want you to know, Paul did. Same situation. And we're going to have some folks who we share with that won't accept the offer. That, that's, that's not on you because you did what? You did your part. Because you got a part, God got a part, right? You just do your part. But I'm just afraid we're just not doing our part. And if you would be honest with yourself, you, you, you could go ahead, tell the truth, shame the devil. And so God is looking for you. He, he is looking for you to step it up. And here it is. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Don't wait till January 1. Don't get on it. When you, when, soon as you leave here and you get ready to go pick up your meal, start then. That wraps up another awesome word. If you're in need of prayer, counsel, or if we can assist in any way, please don't hesitate to ask. If you would like to join, contact us, or receive these and other sermon notes, visit us at amitybc.org. Until next week, be blessed.